Hey everybody, in this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 19, Misalliance. What does it say about an episode when the most uh, hilarious thing is when an old man puts his finger in front of the, of the flash for a camera? This is terrible. Episode, let's talk about it. Let's just do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Like oh, this is like a new section of the yes, song. Yes, Steve. Just yes. Oh, nice. Uh, same dance moves. Same dance. The new section, but same dance moves. I was waiting for move. a new one, and you just busted no. it out. Same day at Today broke, don't fix it. Welcome to Designated Survivor After Show. We're breaking down every episode of Designated Survivor, airing Wednesday nights on ABC. I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me all over social media at Christine Beam. What up, everyone? How are we doing this evening all over the world? You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at the only MC. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and check out my new blog post, How to Only Fall for Emotionally Unavailable Men, at sextingandthecity.com. <laughs> wow, what an enjoyable article. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to stay in touch with us, why don't you like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, also hop in the chat. Michael Kloss has got his, his iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. So feel free to share your thoughts about the series in general, this episode in particular, uh, any of the photos that you've seen with Michael Klaus with his shirt off and those rippling abs. Uh, he was at uh, Stagecoach, and he was wearing a bandana and no shirt. So hey, Stagecoach was that? a blast. <laughs> First time. Really, really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, no shirts allowed. Uh, when it's uh, 95 degrees outside and sunny, I don't want to get that bad tan. That's right. You know, it's Trump. easier just to not wear clothes. All right. Oh. There was, he was only wearing a bandana. <laughs> that was it, folks. He didn't have that photo been a little bit lower. He would have uh, been seeing some good stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, as always, we'd like to do a little bit of Oreo action. Here, we'll just jump right into it. Nothing that exotic and fancy. Uh, this is just a, a sweet golden double stuff. Wow. The there you go. For golden glass. double stuff. My, that, here's the thing. I'm a big fan of the golden Oreos, and I'm a huge fan of the double stuff. So you just combined two of my favorite things. My, my goodness. And it's my a, third favorite thing is sitting here with you, Frank. So that's wow. like a trifecta. All right. Uh, sorry, Christine Renee, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Sorry, my phone. <laughs> I need the room. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're going to be we feeding out. each other. <laughs> we're out. So look at this. A, a delicious eight-pack provided by the, the fine purveyors of uh, culinary <laughs> foods and delights, 7-Eleven. So wow. there you go. Have one, please. Fancy schmancy. Oh, I guess I should grab one as well, too. Should. I'll this. We'll probably yes. take five. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, we so, yes. start small. Double stuff, your favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I was respectful because I know Michael Claus is getting ready for his big Hawaiian adventure and he wants to look three ripped weeks, and trim. Three weeks from today. So, you know, th- not getting a huge big bag of Oreos to go through because, you know, I, I care about your abs. I appreciate that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's Cheers. enjoy these. Cheers. 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 This. Boom. Ooh, did Oreos, it. Oreos, you're yeah. right. Mm. You know, it's like a solid vanilla ice cream cone from McDonald's. It is just good every time. Mm. It's like a bigger version of the little grandma's cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. those are everything. Oh yeah. It's like a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> done. I'm done. Now these are gluten-free and sugar-free and all that other healthy stuff mm-hmm. for Renee, right? Absolutely. This is like eating celery. Yeah. Like you're actually burning calories by eating this. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what's better than this? The original Oreo. Mmm. I see. Now, 
This was, you know, I, I mentioned an eight pack is not that exciting. So I was also at the store today and I found something else that I just also want to share with us real quickly here. Uh, it's it's a Oreo chocolate candy bar. Oh my God, I saw the commercial for that. There you go. So we can find out what Oreo would be like in a chocolate candy bar. It's an official Oreo one. So mm-hmm. here we try this out as well. The more the merrier. Damn, I always forget to bring him in a drink. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Martinez says, y'all are the best AfterBuzz crew in the history of AfterBuzz TV. You the man, Michael. You the man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is take the moment. <laughs> Come on, the bomb's gonna go Oh, here we go, here we go. There it is. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's go. Grab yourself a square. All right. That's a a whole row? Go for it. Whatever you like. It's I'm not a big, a like, bad. chocolate nice. person. Wait, wait, but you like or, or OG? Not like chocolate Oreos. bars. I'm going to get, like, here, a little. Here, this is, we'll share some of this. That's good. Wow, I was hoping you would take more than that. <laughs> but you didn't. All right. Well, that's all, Christine. There you go. I'm going to sabotage your trip. All right. Here we go. I don't taste the Oreo. You tell it, you can taste like the little crunchiness of the cookie, but this almost looks uh, like it should taste like a Hershey cooking cream bar when you look at the inside. Uh, that's true. You know. Okay. It's not that good. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. It's, give me back those double stuff. I hate milk chocolate. That's all I taste. All right. So, who are uh, you, ladies and gentlemen? Before <laughs> we hop into breaking down this episode, uh, any of you fans, uh, big Destinator Survivor fans that also love that we do the Oreos, and I know that's a very divisive topic there. But if anybody that's big on the Designated Survivor Oreo train, please go back to previous episodes and just do a, a cut of Renee's expressions <laughs> after every time she's bitten into an Oreo cookie. I just want just a cut of that. Also, please tweet um, Nabisco and Oreo accounts on Twitter and let them know they should be sponsoring us. Because, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, please. This is ultimate free advertising. Line our pockets with Oreos. Mm-mm. Lifetime supply of OG for Renee. Birthday cake for me. Disgusting Oreos for Michael. Mm, the London ones, right? All right, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'll do some live chats. All right. Want to hear it? So we start off here this episode. Hannah, of course, got caught last week there uh, back at her hotel, and now she's dumped in. A, uh, a truck and taken off there uh, and eventually dumped in some kind of cargo container. And that's where she spends the majority of her episode. Uh, do you think she was going to be in there this whole entire episode? Or did you think, like, Hannah's too awesome. She's, of course, going to get out by the time you, of the episode. You know, at the beginning of every episode, you have the uh, you have what the ho- your hope is for the episode. <laughs> and this episode kind of took it like this and went like this. And I, I just, I was just not a fan. I, you know, and I, I think, I know I speak for you. Oh, yeah. I was like, Definitely two thumbs down right there with you. It was such a filler episode, and like in the worst way, we got no new developments. And I get one small one, one. but I thought Hannah would have gotten out, especially because they started the opening scene with her like in there. What new new development? Uh, Are Jason Atwood? See oh, you later. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, well, but, that, but that's not like a development. That's no. just a, that's just a situation. Like a development is when you like learn more. We didn't learn anything more. No, and nobody true. else learned anything more. It's I frustrating mean, when this is like only two episodes left in the season you would think that we're going to be this is like a, a runaway train towards awesomeness by the end of the season and this one was just very like we're just hanging out uh, plateauing for a while but we did get President Richard's son and I will thank the writers for that I missed him he's been gone for a while you missed him why because yeah. he's a really great actor <laughs> and he cares a lot about the arts <laughs> he cares so much about the arts what else has he been in Renee I have no idea I really um, okay so a big fan so big fan t- <laughs> Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. I th- he, I liked his character. Really? Have you tweeted that at him yet? No. Oh, well, you should. I really enjoy your character. I'll <laughs> make sure to get to it. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. This was uh, a very kind of lackluster episode. 
It kind of makes me worried that they're going to just rush the end and give us, like, a BS finale because they're not leaving enough breadcrumbs right now. Like, last episode, we finally figure out who the, the traitor, the mole is, even though we don't know much about him. And I thought, great, next episode, we're going to learn much more about yeah. him. Nada. I was so like, excited for this nothing. episode after last episode. Yeah. Last episode, I was like, man, they got this great high. I can't wait for this one. We're going to get more in depth. They really tease that we're going to find out a lot more about this leader or something major is going to happen with him. And all he did was a rally that was nothing. He did kind of let some like just, info slip that, like, I think he said something about like all the government agencies are focused on the other three locations that they have. Well, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a conversation between that him and Whitaker. Was, yeah, that was the most important combo that they had. And yeah. the only person who heard that is now presumed dead. Yeah. And did he send it? I felt What's like your he, take? I, oh, I, is I, that yeah. what he was doing? I don't know. That, I, he that did, is the question. He did get a tape on the computer, yeah. but we don't know exactly what he was doing. You hope, or who he sent it to. Because he did heard some. He heard something moving in the woods before he did that. So you'd hope he sent it somewhere. He, Otherwise, he hit, what's the point of that whole he thing? He hit some buttons to do something. Yeah. But I don't know if that was save it or send it. The frustrating thing is because uh, Forstell and Mike, when they were looking for Hannah as well, too, they say, oh, did you reach out to Atwood? Well, he doesn't really know anything. He's been kind of iced out by her as well. When we really know she, he hasn't because she called him last episode, and we see what he's doing with trying to switch the lapel uh, flag pin to put uh, a sound a, a bug in there as well, so he could listen to Lloyd talking. So he's working rogue. Yeah, but I, I, that was so frustrating. It's like why just uh, like I, combine efforts? Yes, because now I feel like you know they, they, there's two tracks going around here. If they just would have told each other, then he could have just uh, sent everything that he had to Forstall Mike right there in the woods, and we'd all be set. Because I was waiting this entire episode to think I'm waiting for somebody's email to like beep like, oh, we got an email from somebody. And mm-hmm. that, that never came this episode. Yep. That would be my reason to think that he didn't send it, is it would be way too easy. It would be like, yeah. maybe wait. he sent it to Chuck. Informa- what? Wait. I said maybe he sent it to Chuck. Maybe he's working with someone else. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I, I was like, oh, we presented it. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's this show. That would be way too easy. And they <laughs> probably didn't send it. I, I have to mention he did, because why show us that scene and not give, without ha- and show him doing that without having an opportunity for that information to get out somehow? Yeah. Ivan says he thinks he sent it. Steven says he thinks he sent it. Karen says hope so. I'm with you, Karen. I'm on the hope so train. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it got out. I think that's going to set the deck for... We're going to find out who got it next episode. They're going to pass it on to Mike and Forrestal, and then we'll start putting gears in motion for the big finale the two weeks from now. That's what I think. But that's a, that's a prediction. So anyway, Ghost, I guess we were done with the show then. We already wrapped everything. We predicted stuff. Just All right. like that. We had our Oreos. Good to go. That that's was right. more than what the, the teaser for next week gave us. Like, <laughs> that teaser was seriously. terrible. It was so bad. It's like, what? Huh. And, then like, <laughs> and then cut over. Like, you get two emotions and that's it. I feel like this it's is the trouble nothing. with conspiracy shows is that the pace of it is when do you start revealing stuff and keep that momentum going and I feel like this episode did not do a good thing of keeping the momentum in a positive way for the finale. they've been doing yeah. a good job the last two episodes I thought were so good and I was so excited for this week and then I was watching it and I'm like what are every time that you're like oh something's gonna happen disappointment every time with every plot this episode like it was a disappointment at the end one of the biggest things I I don't mean to hijack. Uh, no, please. Sure ta- they were talking, one of the biggest things also this episode is the whole situation with Speaker Hookstratton in Congress. And that was a question that, you know, we're getting near the end. You look at what could happen next season. Are they building the foundation? When uh, she was having these meetings with the new congressman and kind of talks in the small meeting of 12 
when she's uh, in the investigation saying, giving her plea, and I was like, oh, are they trying to build the foundation that she's going to work with them as speaker for next season or be able to work with them and be able to develop this relationship because they've talked so long that there's been that tension or that they don't know each other. There's the old versus the young. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, are they trying to build that relationship? And with her new position, I'm not sure about that. I don't. I think that position, is that's kind of come and gone, it feels like. And so I feel like now she's Secretary of Education, and so she's just kind of working more closely with uh, President Kirkman and kind of sidestepping Congress. I didn't like that for her character. I thought she would have still been pushing for the VP spot. Like, I thought that was just kind of like, really? That's where she's going to end up? Yeah, because Tom made such a big deal. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to settle for this. I want to fight this. Yeah, and I kind of like hyped some... it like he was going to say that, and he was just like, I'm going to nominate you for Secretary of Education. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he <laughs> said that at that performance. And we're like, like, excuse me? I had, yeah. I fed you this bill. What's <laughs> up? Like, what's going on? I came to collect. Like, she's <laughs> changed. Yeah. Very much so. For the good, she... or, good or worse, Frank. So tame. Well, you know, I mean, I, it's she a wasn't shame. a bulldog this episode, and that's what I didn't like. Yeah. No, she usually. Well, yeah, it, it, she was kind of a bulldog in the sense that she did get uh, uh, the guy to, to agree to fund all that arts program in exchange for her stepping aside and resigning her seat. So the that was, I thought that would have been her leverage to then be like, "Give me VP." Like, I gave you what you wanted. I've yeah. constantly been on your side. Because yeah, he he already said at the beginning of the episode that he wasn't step. He was always going to back her for VP. So yep. yeah, had to do the switch and make it Secretary of Education. I was like, huh. Yeah, same. Oh, okay, I was kind of thrown by that. Although, I mean, I guess she he would she would have to be vetted and approved by the House and the Senate, correct? So, oh. uh, and if that's the case, if she's already kind of has this ethics thing hanging on her and she's resigning, what are the odds that she would get uh, the nomination would pass? True. Oh, that's true. But maybe for season two, maybe, maybe after she's like you know did her due diligence as Secretary of Education, built back up her uh, reputation, and then maybe went gave it another try. No, that's true. Because, uh, yeah, there's. I feel like we, next episode we need to have some talk now. If Hook Stratton's out of the picture for VP, then who is going to be the VP? Uh, who's gonna be, say... And who's going to be speaker? That's true. Well, be Bowman? oh, Bowman. Yeah. <sighs> but do you see him or do you see this guy, this Ways and Means guy that for some reason, I felt like weird, like all of a sudden this guy that kind of really riled up his head and was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm being a roadblock this episode. So it was interesting with the Ways and Means guy to compare that to the current landscape where you have um, – Speaker of the House Ryan, who was the head of the Ways and Means and did not want the speakership, and I feel he wanted didn't want the speakership because the Ways and Means is a is very powerful. You control the purse strings, and if you're a very budget oriented guy, which it seems like this new congressman is, that you almost want to stay in there because, as he said, I was elected for a reason. I really want to clean up the waste or do whatever, and I know the best place for me to do that is not in the leadership. It's literally in this position because they have so much control. And you look at that with Ryan. Ryan was like, I don't want the speakership. I literally don't want it. And yeah. everyone was like, well, we kind of need you to do it. And he was like, crap. Okay, if you go to the party, whatever, I'm going to I will do the speakership. But he didn't want it. And I feel like that's what this guy could do as well. And I guess, you know, we're looking at, like, the, one of the best case options. I'm sure there's many other things that the Ways and Means have to deal with. But when you feel like it's a it's funding for the arts, I feel like it's such a thing like, you know, gosh, who would not want to see high school children, like, lose uh, access to that kind Don't of stuff? Don't get emotional on me, Frank. <laughs> no? So, but it just felt like, all right, well, why are we having this discussion with this? And I know you were, as soon as, that, as, not a fan. as soon as I got brought up, Michael Claus's head just dipped onto the table and just stayed there for a moment. <laughs> I just watched that. It's too left-leaning for you. It's too, it's, it's, I try to look at it from an unbiased point of view. And I talked about this last week. 
as I've read several articles that agree with me, it's not just me saying this, but the show, for him being a moderate, every issue is left. Talking about immigration, talking about guns, talking about the arts, talking about uh, mining, which he mentioned in this episode in a derogatory way. And it's like, it's, again, go middle, if you say you're middle of the road, go middle of the road. But he's he's not middle of the road. He's leaning left on a lot of the stuff. He's leaning left on a lot of things, which is interesting, too, when you bring in Hook Stratton, who seems to be in support of a lot of this, and she's a conservative. So just the way they're framing her character as a conservative while also being in support of all these um, uh, liber- more lib- left-of-center policies. But, I, I but again, I, I just think, and I, I know a lot of people were talking in the live chat, and I, I am throwing my hat in their ring of the too much politics. Well, I'm wondering like, what Hook Stratton's going to, like her purpose for the rest of this season and next season, a secretary of education, not really a prominent role. That's something that needs to be touched on or featured a lot. So both her and Aaron are now just going to be kind of cast off to just show up every so yeah. often for stuff. Like, Interesting. What do you point. do with Aaron? Yeah. Like, are they just throwing the characters away? How are they going to be of any use at this point with her new role? I don't understand. Yeah. It's, I don't know what they have in mind. I I have no idea. That that is something I'll be curious to see. They really they threw do. us off this one, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Curveball. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, one of my least favorite uh, parts of this episode, and that was uh, <laughs> uh, that was Seth and uh, his obsession Seth about like, his haircut and uh, photo in front of uh, in front of Air Force One. And that ugh, that whole stuff. Why just... why did that plot exist this episode? Also, were, was he trying to like impress Emily by being? Oh, I wasn't on the phone with my mom. <laughs> like I felt a weird thing with them. You started to yeah, make them... this episode definitely highlighted like their nuanced relationship. Like they're very they're obviously very cheeky. Like they're teasing each other and being like very playful. But like it's not like it's romantic and it's not necessarily work related either I don't get like why that was highlighted it, it just seemed like just filler everything about this episode was just it's just fill time guys right that's how I felt it was too cause like it's not like he's like crushing on her he's not but is crushing he? on are, him now that Aaron's gone they're like okay new love interest no Seth there's no way Aaron, I, there's no way Aaron's gone I don't, he's, I don't, he's too strong of a character to just be out like that. Plus, his cousin's in Washington now, so they can't his cousin, do, they which can't is get very rid of interesting him. that so, he relied on her. Yeah, great. We saw her again. That was great. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> that's oh, hello. My, that's my biggest thought right now. I'm posting that to the live chat. I'm asking you guys here what thoughts on what Aaron, what his future, because I, he's the one who I most care about out of all that. Of what's going on? Team Aaron over here. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, He's unless I stood up for him when everyone else on this panel <laughs> thought he was bad. Okay. Mike, drop. Mike, drop. Oh my god! Get it? Oh, Quality. Quality. oh <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Uh, unless he decides to leave Hookstrat and then go on and uh, work for somebody else, but I don't know who that'd be. Wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, but trying would, to keep him yeah. on the series. Who can you work for next? Steven <laughs> says it's one step forward and two steps back with this show. Steven agreeing. Like a dance move. What would you Christine. like? Because like, one thing we never saw this whole episode, and it was only touched on in the conversation between Lloyd and uh, our mole guy, was uh, Abe Leonard. I mean, after all the drama and intrigue last week, there was just nothing about that at all. And we do see the trailers for next week where it does leak that the final article does come out, but you still feel like... He's, got, he's working on the article, Frank. Okay. He doesn't have time to be in a TV show. He's working <laughs> on the article. Oh, my bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Rob Morrow is actually writing that from scratch. That's why it's taking so long. Got it. Okay. No, but I, I, I don't fully hate the idea that they gave his character a little break. 
thought it was, really? thought it was good. I mean, because they were he was really featured the past couple weeks. So then featured in I I don't think a good way of as a as a bad guy. Oh, but tell me, would you rather have seen so taking it, a week off and then maybe next week they could come back with the spin of he's a little good. You take a, you take a week off from him. So people forget about the bad that he's doing or if he's overstepping his bounds. People forget about that. He comes back. He can turn around and be a little more of a good guy. But I feel like at this point in the season, you got to be always ratcheting it up every episode. And so would you rather see Abe Leonard this episode doing stuff or do you want to see more about Seth talking about his haircut and i got to get a photo on the stairs. Can I wave? I don't know, Mom. It was very rela- – the whole episode was very much relationships, even looking at the first family of talking mm-hmm. about the kids and Camp yeah. David. and. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people want to see that. Not at this point in the season. I, I mean, you've I know, been dangling I, I know someone doesn't, but I, I mean <laughs> – I, I mean, uh, can we just get to the juice? Like, All right, let's I'm, do it. I'm just over yep. all the other stuff. Well, all right. So we well, do have uh, I, Renee's girl, a boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend. Yes, President Richmond's son, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, he's here, and he does have a little special heart-to-heart, which I know Christine was, and I was baffled by why this <laughs> scene existed in this episode. It was so awkward. Of her and Alex having this heart-to-heart outside the uh, the White House. about. Oh, yeah. Like? Why did that exist? Oh, I love my favorite part of that, where he was like, how are you? And instead of just being a normal person, talking to a normal acquaintance and saying, good, how are you? She's like, let me unleash all my problems For on real. you. The kids, <laughs> I'm worried that? about this, I'm worried about that. And she looks so, like, distraught. I'm like, do you even know him like that? Like, where right? did this come from? What if we did that to acquaintances and, like, coworkers? Like, well, I'm actually having a pretty bad week. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and there's that flicker in the person's eyes that asked that, like, oh, no, they're, they're, they're really doing this. No, I just was trying to be very superficial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say I'm good. Just thanks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that leads Alex to want to have a talk with Tom. Are we doing the right thing, sending uh, Penny and uh, Leo? Leo, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up to Camp David. Should we have them near us? And there, no definitive answer by the end of the episode. No definitive answer. I, I guess it dawned on me for the first time this episode that they are alone at Camp David, and she is back in Washington, in where I guess. Well, I mean, they're in school, but as far as, like, they come home, school is only so many hours in the day. 24 Who's, like, their guardian <laughs> or parental figure that is taking care of them? Or, like, do they have any family up there? Is it literally two kids and a bunch of Secret, Secret Service. Service agents? Like, how how would it, that be for a kid to be raised in an environment like that? I don't think that would be positive for them in any means. And how often are the parents making it over there? Yeah, well, Tom has only made it one over there one episode so far that we've seen. Yeah, that was it. I don't know. It's it's like their conversation kind of centered around like they never had a definitive answer because I mean I don't know why, but obviously the sentiment was like he's like not yet. We can't bring them here yet because the threat is hasn't been neutralized that they're trying to fight. But at the same time, we're we're not doing anything to neutralize that threat. It just keeps coming back to the fact that nothing is happening. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, I have to admit, just to jump back with Tyler and the whole announcement of Secretary of Education, the way that scene was setting up, I was honestly expecting Tom to announce uh, Tyler as his nominee for Secretary of Education. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he said Oak Stratton, I was like, huh? <laughs> really? Really? What? You thought it was going to be Tyler? Because, like, Hook Stratton, other than helping get this funding passed, we've never seen her show any sort of inclination towards education, education. or something. 
and at least Tyler, I mean, he's you know working with these kids. I felt like, all right, well, I guess he's just doing this, and it's President Richmond's son. So who would not want to allow him to do this? But do you do you think that her going for education is a power trip? I don't think so. Because a power trip by him? No, by her. Because it seemed very early in the in the season that it was like she's gunning for that presidency, or then she's gunning for the VP. And then we think that she, oh, does this graceful thing in backing out. And I guess maybe it was more of Kirkman wanting her for the education. It was 100% Kirkman. She gave up. That was defeat for her. I didn't even think, like, she really looked like she wanted it. Even when she went up and said yes, she was like, (laughs) I'm I'm honored. Not really. Yeah, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't seem genuine Karen thought uh, Tyler, too. Frank? Thank you, Karen. Thank you. I wasn't allowed. I was getting scared being all out in that limb by myself. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, with, uh, with Hook Stratton, I mean, I guess as they were talking, especially with Aaron, is the perception is everything when he left the Oval Office. So if Hook and Stratton was just feeling like, I don't know, in terms of what happens, you know, three years from now in terms of the the, the next election, is she going to run? Is this ethics committee meeting? And she's going to run there? for president. President, because I mean, at, at the I, beginning, of these, at, I think series. once you're once you're in the the inner circle, you can't you you don't run. There's no precedent for that of anyone who is a secretary of something running against the man they're working with. True. I guess you have to wait for eight years. Yeah, you yeah. would have to wait. So that takes her. I mean, that was a question that we had earlier on in the series of will she run in three years or eight or four years or eight years or I guess it would be. I don't know if we've established how soon into the turn. Well, no, I guess yeah, he did get sworn in, but I, I guess they never really answered that. Of this is four years begin from that point, or is he just finishing out? Or that is he Richmond's finishing term? out yeah. Richmond's? I think he's finishing out Richmond's term. But we never really established how long kind of like, that uh, was. Like so Lyndon Johnson two years. kind of yeah. took over from mm-hmm. Kennedy and then got his own presidency yep. after mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I would imagine so it would be Kirkman that So could serve like 10 years or max 11 years, technically. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess he yeah. could, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh. Uh, well, it could be our new FDR, guys. If the show goes that long, I'll be sad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if we're talking about this same conspiracy. Oh. Like, I'm not hosting this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> also, I can't do it. <laughs> Also, they were building up. Uh, someone brought up in the live chat Russia. Another thing that they really built up, and I was like, "Oh, he's going to go to this NATO meeting. There's going to be something happening there." Yeah, what and happened then with that? And it just fizzled out, or there was not a lot of talk. Next episode, it really seems, it seems like, like he's like leaving. Yeah, because by the end of the episode, they're all heading to Air Force One to take off to Toronto for this. So I feel like that'll be next episode. Because uh, I think so, that's when it leaks out with the article about. Mm-hmm. The so bombing. they'll be abroad while this whole threat materializes, and then he's going to be in a pickle and can't do anything about it. Oh, he's going to be on the national stage though when the article comes out. That's like, true. So everybody's yeah. going to know. Lots of press, and how will that be impacted with other countries in NATO talking about putting down the weapons and terrorism? And I mean, there, as we just saw from the trailers, is that he can't really say that that article's wrong because he does know that there's some kind of, kind of conspiracy that does exist. So then, how do you go and tell it's the public that too? Time to be a non-denial denial. <laughs> I there's a lot of things that could happen. I <laughs> I don't know that that is correct. Or can you put on his glasses and do that? <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't do the impression like you. That's Aww. true. No one does it quite like Christine. No one does it I quite mean. like Christine. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, the fond for our fond farewell for our character that 
didn't get much love in this whole entire series, but Mr. Jason Atwood. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Did you see him getting shot? I, I no. Just, I, no. I didn't Not see killed. him getting shot, but yeah. once I saw the deer, I knew that it wasn't over. Because I'm like, yeah. it was just like foreshadowing. Like, like, come on. It's like what they do in horror movies. They like, you're like, oh, what am I scared of? What is it going to be? Then like, just a door creaks. And you're like, oh, it's just a door. And then the murderer comes <laughs> out. Yeah. I But I did not, I thought he'd at least get into a fight, perhaps, and, and make it out alive. It's I did not expect to get just a quick double tap, and that's it. And just With the, the silencer, it, man. Just pss, pss. Yeah, that was it. Catalan does not mess around, man. Double tap, and you're done. But uh, do we like where Jason ended uh, his uh, his arc here on the show? Do you feel like, like or did he kind of make up for everything that happened in the beginning part of the season? No, why do they keep killing characters? Like, characters that I think are getting somewhere, like, oh, yeah, this is getting somewhere, it's moving, and then, ah, no, let's just kill him off. McLeish. Yeah, yeah you really thought that Jason Atwood, after, yeah, the way that he'd been treated and his son being killed, that he'd have a chance for some kind of redemption at the end of the the, the season. Nope. And that was, like, really. his only purpose from that point on, though, after the fact, because he was, like, depressed and didn't want to do anything, and Hannah kind of, like, pulled him out of it to help her on her mission, but... That's it. Like, he really didn't serve any other purpose. But maybe he was wearing a bulletproof vest, and we'll find out next episode, because he did shoot him twice in the chest. With the squibs, uh, you know, so I'm going to put some squibs in there, too, just in case I do get just shot. <laughs> People in the live chat were not too happy about it. Ivan said he was caught off guard. Karen says that she was not happy about it. Stevens didn't see that coming, and he said, I should have. Michael Martinez, rest in peace, Atwood. I... Yeah, I thought uh, it was going to be, you know, I knew it was going to get caught or something was going to happen, and I was hoping that it would be more along the lines of what's happening with Hannah, you know, where they're caught. But realistically, he would have got shot. He would have got shot. So from that perspective, I'm glad they kept it real and didn't just keep dangling it. Yeah. Of like, oh, now we have him, so now we have two prisoners, and what's going to happen, and where are they going? And you're like, the okay, only... just kill one of them, you know what's going to happen. The only thing they could have done in that situation is probably used him to get some information out of her, like, by torturing him, or whatever the case may be. Like, yep. that's really it. I really just want to know where the information went. Did he send it? Did he send it? I'm sure, and you know, we we haven't seen Chuck in the longest time. So, I mean, I know his place blew up. That. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, he's got to be hanging out somewhere in D.C. Yeah, I'm sure it probably went because I feel like that's the only other inside person, uh, other person that he trusts, other than Hannah. How long do you think they're gonna dangle that over our heads? I, I think like, next episode we'll get it. Next episode, you think so? Yeah, because it's got to set us up for the season finale. They got to get that information so they can act on it next uh, in the season finale. No, I say it comes out season finale. Really? If, it, if it comes out, I say it comes out season finale to dangle it for next season. Oh my god! If we have to go a whole one, another episode like this where things are just kind of up in the air, no, this is I, me bonkers. Mm-mm. Well, no, the next episode is gonna be with. Hannah and of Abe. finding out and Abe in Toronto. All right. They're not going to add in another major storyline of... Don't say that. Of <laughs> secrets coming out. Yeah. The secret coming out next episode has to be with Abe Leonard. They're not going to add in a whole other storyline where the president is like, actually, now we know who it is. Because we have all this. <laughs> That's true. It, yeah, it's it's Lloyd. It's Paul Lloyd. There we go. Uh, well, as we talked about the, uh, it was talking about presidents. Uh, a former president is uh, trying to help Seth out because he really wants to get that picture taken uh, as he's boarding Air Force One. Can we just talk about the fact he never gave Seth's phone back? <laughs> like nope. literally, Seth was like, "Thanks," and then walked into the plane. Renee, you would be like, "Can I see that? Um, can you? Did you say?" Can you actually get up higher? I'm not good from a low stance. No, I was. Di- I don't know if anybody else caught this. I literally laughed out loud. 
He loudly. So loud. Very loudly. Too loud out in the AfterBuzz studios. And I don't know if anybody caught this. So when the former president was taking the picture, he had his hand, literally, he he was like, okay, smile on three, one, two, three. (laughs) The the finger was right over the lens. (laughs) Did anybody on the live chat catch this? Maybe that'll be a joke next week. Like, you didn't even get the picture. That's an important picture for mom. She wants to see the waving. But, you know, it it was funny because he's looking at the screen, so he would see his big old (laughs) finger in there. And, like, he still took the picture anyway. But, like, he told Seth when he took the camera, he's like, I know know how to work these things. I know how to work. (laughs) Sounds like such a dad. Typical old person. (laughs) That finger just barking in there. Uh, yeah, but uh, so I can't wait to see what happens with Seth and his mom and this photo. It'll be fantastic. Can't wait to see what happens next week. It's, uh, not, it's not for Instagram. It's just for no, them. it's not for Instagram. But Surprise. I mean, I guess you know you can't. Uh, I'm sure any of us in that same situation. If you're working with the president that closely and you get a chance to go on Air Force One, you are going to want to get a photo. I got jo- a selfie with him though. Yeah. All joking aside, I appreciate the the relationships that we've seen and just the the lightheartedness sometimes where you're, too often I think you, we think of these politicians and we think they're serious all the time and this strict by the book we're getting on the plane we're going to this we're doing this but it's nice to be able to see and I'm sure some of this does take place where there is some playful banter like we saw between Emily and it's it's nice to see Man, it breaks it up a little bit it's relatable it's relatable. <laughs> right? <'Cause laughs> Who would want that picture on Air Force One? There you I, go. I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah. I would want it with Obama. Makes it more would you, uh Well, I know if Mike was going on Air Force One, there would be like at least a, a six to eight week prep for that where it's just cut the carbs. You pick out the outfit. <laughs> bump up the cardio. Haircut, timeout. The hair would know, be so you pristine. Look, like. I mean, you're going to do it. You're going to do it once, so you got to make it worth it. What are you wearing? Oh, yeah. Did I get, like, 20 shots? No, 20 shots. giving you a fist bump. Oh. (laughs) I'm cool. I'm hip, guys. All right. Uh, Real quick, uh, because why not? What would you wear if you're on Air Force One? Are you suit and tying it? Oh, you got to go suit and tie it. You have to? You don't have to. Vest, Vest, open jacket. Vest, open jacket. Hmm. All right. Tie, no tie. Bow tie? Uh, No, regular tie, navy suit. Lighter colored shirt, blue or white. Oh, all right, Christine. Yeah, Christine. What would you yeah, wear? Yeah, what would you wear? Um, <laughs> a really nice dress. Really nice. <laughs> like you going to the prom? <laughs> definitely not. My old prom dress. My old prom sure. dress was like teal, so definitely not. <laughs> um, just to get up and just you know, uh, your way up the stairs. <laughs> no, I'd wear a really nice, probably a navy dress as well, looking really presidential mm. um, and important. You can go navy or red. Those are Ooh. like the colors that are like yeah, red. I would America. S- I would slay a red dress. So yeah, you would. Maybe that. Definitely a red. There what you about go. you, Renee? I'd probably go for a red or navy dress, a really nice one, not my prom dress. <laughs> It's like, I'd go for the suit and tie. I think that look would be quite oh, nice. Yeah. 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 We could be mad twins, twinning. Look at Pan that. suit? One of the, yeah. the best questions and discussions ever to be had on the Designated Survivor. Wait, 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 show. Frank. What, what would you wear? This uh, hoodie? or uh, Speedos and a half shirt. Damn. That's it, man. I would, I would do that. There you go. And I'd have a picture of Michael Klaus on there, on my uh, on my half shirt. Oh, That's I right. it was going to be somewhere else. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Steve. There you go. (laughs) 
All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was kind of a rather lackluster episode. I feel like we've all feeling that. I get, been, well, we this gets it in, there's one more thing to talk about. I guess it gets into predictions of everything that's going on with Hannah, where you think Hannah's going. She's on a boat. She's on a boat. And it's going somewhere with a bunch of cargo on it. She's Who like knows? in the middle of the ocean. I'd be like, jump, girl, jump. But she was, that's like my nightmare. Open water, Oof. being stuck on this boat with an open water. Where do you go? So do you th- do we do we think the whole ship is controlled by the conspiracy? Of course. Yeah. Yes. I think it's actually yep. full of explosives going to one of their targets. Oh, that's a good Interesting. prediction. And that's probably how they're keeping her, like keeping an eye on her. Do you imagine it's an international target? Because I, I can't think of anything Wait, domestically on the coastline. Aren't they going to tor- Toronto? You can't for get this that kind NATO of a, uh, you. That no, there's no way to get that kind of a boat. I mean, well, there, there is, but you're looking at the logistics of what we saw. It, it was definitely ocean. Uh, there's channels that you can get mm-hmm. from the Atlantic uh, to the Toronto area, but it's like rivers and small. Like yeah. you wouldn't see that kind of a cargo ship. Maybe it's well. They're in DC. Maybe it's going up the coast to New York. I don't know. Somewhere, no somewhere idea. important for sure. Yeah, I think. Or That's just my prediction. Or just out in the middle of nowhere to get her away. That's I what mean, I think. I think they're just not going anywhere. I think they're just like keeping her out at sea so she can't go anywhere until until they need her for whatever they're using her for. Well, it feels like are they setting her up to be some kind of patsy? So they'll she'll she'll take the fall for whatever they do on that vessel. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the wheels are turning slowly on this. And we all we know is from what uh, Lloyd was talking about with our mole is that even if they don't control the presidency, they'll still control the country after whatever happens with everything that they're planning. So whatever that means, I guess we can talk about that as we Well, I think stuff. that got, uh, last week I said this, I think that's one of the things that sets up for next season is we don't know who is in what position. Obviously, it's not just Whitaker. If they can get a man on the inside like Whitaker, they can get a man on the inside in a lot of places. And I think that's what they're going to focus on maybe for season two is who else is involved in this at whatever level. Well, one thing that Forstel and Mike tell the president that they finally have a way to figure out who may be their inside leak is that they got to find out who deleted all these files because there's very few files that mention anything about Browning Reed. Mm-hmm. So if they can figure out who had this, uh, the, the, the bona fides to be able to delete those, uh, those classified files, that would be their inside man. But he does say, like, it's going to take a long time, but it's going to guarantee us an answer. How long do you think it takes for them to go through those and get that information? <laughs> please not be a summer, Please let it be just with seven days. Please let it be seven days. Season two? <laughs> no! That's it. No! I want seven days from now. That's got to be, again, that's got to be the season finale. When it, when it comes out possibly with Atwood, who we sent this to, comes out about Whitaker. Or do you imagine it comes out at the end of next week's episode? Right there at the end, they figure out who it is. Maybe. And then the final episode, they get to deal with it. That I would be okay with. But I swear, if they make us wait until season two. And do you want to see lots of uh, lots of scenes of like Mike and Forrester, like you know, like searching through files and computers? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they're so brawny and maybe smart. Some and Leo just scenes reduced to a desk. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Mike, one quick because I know you you hate Mike. You don't trust him within an inch okay, of your life. Okay, I don't hate Mike. I thought he was too nice, and that's why he was going to be bad. Because it's usually the characters that are like so good and really care, and then but, they're like, evil. But he wasn't. But he wasn't bad. He was good. But we like really stressed Thanks, it this episode where Tom says, you know what, I don't want you to go to Toronto with me to the conference because we're spreading ourselves yeah. too thin. So you pick your guys. If you trust them, I trust them. Are we making it – do you feel like we're putting too much of a pin on the fact that Mike is not going with Tom? They definitely emphasize that for a reason. I mean, I don't know that 
he'll have anything to do with the conspiracy because I still think he's good, but... But the fact that he's not there the f- is going to cause him some problems. Uh, Tom problems. I think Call so. Tom problems? Yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. Why, why don't we predict... The, uh, let's predict some stuff. Why don't we just do it, guys? Just, just do, do it. it. Get let's the lights going. Do it. Now, you're after there you go. TV. Predictions. Okay, Christine getting some booty call texts. From AfterBuzz. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, yo. So. They love me. <laughs> they love you in the live chat, so it wouldn't be surprising. There you go. Uh, and uh, Renee, you've been writing down tons of predictions. Yeah, I have a lot of my predictions. Um, I think that next episode, Hannah is going to try to take down everyone on the boat, but then she's going to realize that they are going to be like in contact with the conspiracy, conspiracy people like what are, what are they calling him? Don't they have like a name for them now? Or are they just, we're just the calling them? The ones that them? Pax Americana? Well, Pax, Pax Americana. Whatever. The they're going to the be like in contact Americana. and then they're going to be like, hello, guys, are you there? Are you there? And then they're going to know something's up and then they're going to still get her. Damn. So the end of Hannah. What? No, 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 no. No, no, I don't think that's no, what No, 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 no. No, no. They'll just like keep her out on the boat. Like, well, now you don't get food. <laughs> And I, I'm not. I've not worn heels, and I've not been in a life and death situation. But I would feel like as she got out of that cargo container, the first thing I do is I kick off those heels. Was she wearing heels? She was wearing big old heels as she came out of that cargo container. Why was she wearing well, she heels? Was wearing, like, she's heels. boss. Am I, am she's I boss. You know, she didn't have a weapon. You can kick someone with those heels. Digs in. Well, she did get a weapon from that dude, right? She took the gun. Didn't no, she, she did take the gun. Did she no, there was the no gun. gun. Mm, she nope. just took the no. keys. She just took the it. keys. Which I mean, eventually he's going to come, too. Like, she didn't kill him, you know. No, she just injected him with that Finish him stuff. off. Yeah. No, I see her staying on the boat for the rest of the season. Yeah, Whoa. I can see that. Great. Which I'm not saying I'm a fan of, but I see it happening. Uh, another prediction, again, that I say the information comes out in the final episode uh, from Atwood. I'm hoping, I like what you said, and I'm, I'm going to give you props for this, of who we sent it to. I'll let you talk about that. Um, but I see that coming out in the final episode, not next episode, because I see next episode is very Toronto. There could be uh, a fallout with the information from Abe Leonard. I don't see that going well with Russia. They're going to be upset because you go to a bad situation next episode to then maybe a good situation of actually finding out some information in the season finale. There you go. Say, say it plays that li- like you want, and mm-hmm. you don't really find anything out until the last episode, and it leads you over into second season. Would mm-hmm. you be, would you be happy with that? Would you guys be happy with that, or do you want a lot of the questions answered before the season ends? Before the season ends, well, you always want the, with the uh, things. You always w- that want that, but you realize that the show to make you watch next season and to make you excited about it, they leave you on the edge. Yeah, but they have to give you enough information where you're still excited to watch for next season. Like, they have to give you something and then still have a cliffhanger. And not yeah. frustrated over the stuff that they haven't answered mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. that's That's been, like, my one gripe with this show. Like, they don't make me care enough about certain things, and then they rip it from you, or they just, they leave you hanging. And I, I know, like you said, for, for TV value and to get people interested, I'm sure they have to leave us with something. But I personally will not be okay with not getting more answered this season, like... I think at this point you need to like salvage your viewers. I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but yeah, that's true. We need you need something new, not just from what they know. Um, they being um, Kirkman or whoever versus what we know, which is what Atwood knew. We need. I think you need more information, like a new piece of information. A new piece of information. Yeah, completely agreed. Same. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we get some of it this next episode. So it would be great. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like but Abe's uh, Abe's gonna write himself a story. I mean, we definitely know that he's just being fed a bunch of stuff 
from uh, our our mole man. Yeah. <laughs> our mole man. Mole, mole. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel like they, they put some, too much of a point on Mike not being with Tom in Toronto. So I feel like that's going to come into play somehow. Mm-hmm. So somehow Mike should have well, been there, though. I think it's good that he'll actually still be at the White House because, like, I'm going to stand by pr- my prediction that Atwood sent that information to um, Chuck and maybe they'll link up and figure out a way to... What? I don't know. Who, who's they is going to link up? I'm sorry, I don't think... Oh, okay. And Mike, um, Mike, Chuck. Mike and Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. The new uh, triple team. Then they'll go and find, try to find Hannah on this cargo ship. Michael Martinez says, hope they reveal a huge motive about the conspiracy. It's not that cool having Landon and Homeboy on the face of the conspiracy. <laughs> Karen says, finish this off and give us another conspiracy to wait for. I'm with you, Karen. Same. Would you really want a whole new conspiracy no, next probably season? Not, actually. That was a but something else. Just something different. But it's yeah. not going to happen, guys. We have, like, we've just touched the surface with this. You know, we need, like, more. I'm also curious to see how the season ends with Kirkman's character. Like, does he come full circle as a president? Like, I I just want to see how they leave him, because that'll dictate how season two goes, like, the type of president that he is, the type of decisions that he's going to make, because I felt like his character got really, like, a lot stronger. And then in this episode, Mm -hmm. we kind of saw his, like, you know, I guess he was humanized again, like, oh, like, really distraught about what's going on and not really sure what to do, so... I'm curious what his decision is going to be in this crunch time in this final episode and how that dictates what happens from here on out because we know that there's a new threat gunning for his seat um, as president and just that power in general. So I think how this season ends and the vibe that he gives off will say, will, will say a lot about how things play out. Like if he's on ends out on a strong note and neutralizes the threat or just cowers to all these things coming his way. I'm just curious. Well, and that is one thing we didn't talk about is the scene between Tom and Alex when he comes back and she says, well, I could just see how you're just carrying everything. I can see it on your face. Yeah. It's like, I know you can't tell me everything, but you, you know, there's got to be something you can tell me. And he just kind of makes allusions to the Hannah situation because this is after he's found out that she's been abducted. Uh, I, I, I was thinking like, well, do you tell your wife that when you really know you can't tell her that, too much about that because it leads into the bigger stuff she can't know? But I was like, well, you've got the whole thing with Hookstrad, and that's something you could at least talk about that doesn't really, it's not going to violate anything, or like she can know about that stuff. But we, he chose not to tell her anything about that, if it at least unloads something. But I feel like that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. I mean, if they continue with these like three pillars before, like we said, like the conspiracy, the presidency, the family, or the, I forgot how you phrased it last mm-hmm. time, but I, that'll, I, I see that as being part of the family arc where. Maybe him and Alex start to grow apart. You know, she already brought up the fact that the kids will be growing up on their own, just how their family is strained by everything because it's not going to get any easier. There's only going to be more conspiracy and more drama happening. So Mm -hmm. how their family tackles it, how he tackles it as a person. um, And, you know, maybe Alex's character as First Lady becoming a more prominent figure and not just being like a a sounding board for Kirkman, maybe being stepping up and having a, a, a a larger voice next season since Hook Stratton is kind of being put in That's the background true. like I still want that strong female character in there so I mean we have Emily but I no but I thought there was a few episodes this season with Alex that she really stepped up and I, oh, I like sure. that and I feel I, like she's kind of yeah. dialed back and I was like eh, I don't like this kind of version of Alex maybe maybe uh, she'll have that affair with Tyler we've all been hoping for right Renee oh yes oh my <laughs> that would be in such poor taste so <laughs> bad no no all right. so weird three, uh, three hours left the season Three hours or only two? Is it? Yeah, is it's, it's a double episode. The last is it? Oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Everything Are we gonna I've have read. a longer after show, guys? 
Let's ho- oh boy. Ten to midnight. Oh man, <laughs> break it down every single second. Oh. Every so frame. many Oreos. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Oh, we Oreo need to do intermission. Big for that. That's true. Yes. We, we should bake glass together. Of milk and just dunk them all in there. That's one week it before my trip. Unsanitary. Oh damn. Well, you don't have to take part. <laughs> well, he does have to take part. Face. We'll just have to just uh, you know we'll, we'll use restraint. No, we won't. Appreciate we don't that. Have to do all that. But we'll do something right. fun with the Oreos. Yeah, if, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any thoughts about what we should do in terms of uh, Oreos for that uh, that that double stuffed. Season finale. <laughs> that was so good. There you go. <laughs> uh, please tweet at us and let us know. But in the meantime, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show. But the fun doesn't stop here. It just gets started. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. I know it makes Michael Klaus's night when he's able to just see all your comments flying right by his eyes. If you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Renee, where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel and check out my new blog post, How to Only Fall for Emotionally Unavailable Men at sextinginthecity.com. Emotionally Unavailable Men? Mm. Is that about? They're all over You'll LA. have to read it. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so if you guys want to follow me uh, after the shows, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at the only MC. Again, as Frank said, thank you so much to everyone who joined us in the live chat. Ivan, Michael, Edward, Stephen, uh, Corey, Karen. So many people were so very appreciative. It makes our show much more fun. Tell your friends. We'll be back next week. Awesome. And you guys can find me all over social media at Christine Bean. And you can check me out here tomorrow night on AfterBuzz at 9 p.m. At 10 p.m., sorry. We have a very special guest on Scandal. And I know all you ABC fans will love it. But you know who's not going to enjoy it are the Oreo fans because she just just chugs I'll be that wine. Boo <laughs> to the wine! Uh, <laughs> the only one who thinks that. That's right. Uh, no, I boo that wine. Boo it. I boo it. I boo it. Uh, folks, you can like me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Designated Survivor After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 